0: We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not. For generating new ideas, problem solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McEachern, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. Eli Tea is a modern tea cafe and specialty shop with a flagship store outside of Detroit in a new location opening up in Chicago. I sat down with the founder at his under-construction and soon-to-be-open location in Chicago's Andersonville neighborhood. We spoke all about the business concept, its origin, and the exciting news that the locations are sober bars. I am pleased to share my conversation with Eli, CEO and tea master of Eli Tea. One programming note, my audio sounds a bit odd due to a microphone issue that I hadn't realized until I was editing. and I can confirm that I was not doing this interview from inside a tin can. I was in fact three feet away and just across a table from Eli. We are in your new space that is scheduled to open and it is under construction, but I am seeing all sorts of hope and possibilities.
1: <laughs> yes, um, I think we'll be open in just a few short weeks.
0: Why don't we start the conversation with you describing what this is all about. Um, You have an established tea bar in the Detroit area, and now you're coming to Andersonville, which, because I live in Andersonville in Chicago, I'm particularly excited. Can you tell me about what we can expect?
1: Yeah, the concept I'm launching here in Andersonville is an expansion of the Michigan concept. It essentially is triple in size of what we have in Michigan. We are a specialty tea shop which has now morphed into a sober bar and how that became was we have all these like multi-step almost cocktail like specialty tea drinks like one of our you know specialty sober drinks is our call me by your name lemonade Um, it's a ginger lemonade with lychee fruit and a hibiscus tamarind honey drizzle and it looks beautiful tastes great um, so we try to do, like, a lot of fun things, a lot use a lot of different herbs, uh, teas, obviously, for all the tea uh, bases. But um, overall, yeah, we are a specialty tea shop. We carry 100 different types of tea. We sell loose-leaf tea. Um, we sell the teaware. We have seating. And new for this Andersonville location will be a mini stage in the back with a good amount of programming.
0: You started out as a just standard tea shop, I assume, and you didn't have any... Your goal wasn't to create a sober bar, is that accurate?
1: Yes, uh, the sober bar happened on its own. Um, So we were just a tea shop or a tea cafe and we had late night hours. Yes, we were open till 11 p.m. and we ended up attracting a lot of sober people. Sober means a lot of things. So there are people who are trying to specifically avoid alcohol. There are people who are trying to avoid alcohol because it might lead them to other you know, activities. We also have people who are sober because they're health conscious. Uh, they're just trying to avoid calories. Um, or people who just don't feel like getting trashed. That's about it. Uh, they may not be sober, but they just don't feel like getting trashed and drunk that day.
0: So shifting from a, like a traditional tea bar mm-hmm. to a sober bar, did that involve any additional like activities on your part? Did, like, did that change anything that you and your staff did, or was it just a little bit more marketing?
1: Um, really, it's been more marketing and maybe how we present our menu. I will say one thing we try to avoid as a sober bar, and I feel like it's a pitfall of anyone who's ever launched a sober bar, is creating mocktails. We do not serve mocktails. There is no virgin pina colada. There is no virgin Manhattan. Uh, There is no virgin mojito. At that point, it doesn't even make sense. You know why? It's it's something you never really want to crave. So, anything that we do create that is, or obviously everything is sober. Everything that we do create is kind of on its own standing. Um,
0: I fully support that, and I'm going to give you an example of how why I agree with that. I oftentimes eat vegan and vegetarian, and what I can't stand is when people try to have mock meat. Like, if I'm gonna do vegetarian, like, I'm just gonna embrace it. Like, yeah. this is a salad, this is a bean salad, I'm not going to try to trick myself into thinking that I'm eating meat.
1: Yeah. So
0: I that's what that reminded me when you to, when you told me that.
1: Yeah, 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 that's that is a similar, yeah, similar note. <laughs>
0: Tell me about how this business started. Were you always an entrepreneur? Were you? Did you have other businesses before you got into the tea business? Can you tell me a little bit about how that part of you? Tell me about that part of you.
1: Yeah. So the business I started the business on the side. Um, technically, by degree, I'm a scientist. My first job was in a pancreatic cancer cell lab. And then I quickly switched over to plants, uh, so botany. And I started the company on the side. I wanted teas that I liked, and I had this vision of creating a tea cafe that I wanted to hang out at. So I opened the cafe on the side, but it became pretty obvious really fast that I would need to quit working in the lab.
0: There's so many people that come up with an idea like, I think I want to create a place that I can consume the products that I like, and it doesn't go anywhere. What, why did it go somewhere? Like what, tell me about, is that you? Is it about people around you? But what made that idea different from all of the other ideas that are out there in the world?
1: I definitely put some effort into studying why other tea shops failed. Um, It wasn't just, you know, I wanted tea and here is tea. It's, I wanted tea and let me study what the other guys did and what went wrong with the other guys as well.
0: Do you think your scientific background
1: um, helped you to think that way? Oh 100%. Um, <laughs> I love it when I meet other like hippie tea people at conferences that you know <laughs> and they, they run their you know it's it, the, the tea world is interesting. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of folklore in it, a lot of storytelling in it. Um, and there needs to be more science in it. Um, so I definitely try to look at it from a sharp point, sharp point of view. And I'm really particular about my sourcing, really particular about asking questions about like the processing of the tea. And I think that's given us a much stronger product. My advice to people out there who have ideas, who have some type of entrepreneurship spark in their head is to do their research and be real with themselves. Finding a work-life balance is very important. And in my case for tea was researching my competitors, you know, really being precise about it. Uh, I know there's a you know, it's called like a SWOT analysis, understanding your competitor's strengths, understand their weaknesses. And how does that compare to what you want to do? Or what do you need to learn from your competitors? Um, It's not about necessarily outdoing your competitors, but it's about putting together the best ideas for your idea.
0: This to me sounds like the difference between being simply a creative person with an idea and being an entrepreneur because a creative person with an idea is just going to make happen their idea. And what you're saying is you take that creative energy and that vision, but you have to use business principles to shape the idea, to make it into something that is valuable to your customers.
1: I agree. I think there's a lot of unhealthy business out there, and that's what people underestimate, is um, I recommend, one, start small, but then two, decide what level do you want your business to be at and or eventually achieve. Meaning, if, you're, if you have a recipe from your grandmother and she makes this great marinara sauce, um, is that something you could maybe sell year-round full-time? Probably not, but you could probably build a successful holiday pop-up around your grandmother's marinara sauce that you sell every uh, November and December without going crazy and without over, you know, straining yourself. And then, you know, for me, um, I did want this to be my full time job. So that's where I needed to really, you know, study what's what, what's going on in the industry um, and figure out what how to make that my full time job. When I started the company, I did obviously work the farmers market circuit um, and those little uh, connections blossomed into a lot of bigger business. So I started off at the, this is, you know, back in 2012, I started back in the farmer's market, and many of the people I was tabling alongside happened to open up cafes, restaurants, bakeries, et cetera. It was just the right moment in time for, specifically for Detroit. And I think for many people across the United States, you know, 2012, 2013, many people were reopening businesses and I just happened to rub elbows with them.
0: What can you tell me or what can you tell the listeners about what makes your tea different or is it different?
1: Yeah, so I describe our demographic as everyone after 10 a.m. And what makes our tea unique is I would call it home style tea. So everything is loose leaf. Everything is naturally flavored. If it's flavored, it's flavored with flower petals or fruit extracts, oil extracts, etc. We don't use any fructose syrups, uh, no syrup shots at all. Um, we do serve kombucha and bubble tea as well. Um, the kombucha is a fermented tea and again, those are, you know, if it is flavored, it's flavored with like ginger root or hibiscus flowers for the bubble tea, we are definitely trying to raise the bar of options. Uh, taking a very California approach, which means we have plant-based milks as options for your bubble tea, uh, or you can get Splenda or no sugar if you want. Um, if you're not familiar with bubble tea, it is a iced tea latte with tapioca pearls, and sometimes other things like fruit or um, jelly, um, and you sip, and you drink it through a smoothie straw. So it's kind of like chewy, but um, yeah, we have we've definitely hit a strong customer base of. Um, vegan bubble tea drinkers or people who want things without sugar in it. And that's something we're able to offer.
0: Wonderful. Sounds like what happens when a botanist <laughs> makes a tea bar. Sounds like a perfect combination.
1: Yeah, I, I actually forgot that I was a scientist once upon a time. <laughs> it's, been quite a, it's been a little bit of a minute.
0: Well, I want to know about you. When did you fall in love with science and uh, botany?
1: You know, I think for me, and maybe I didn't make the connection right away, was um, it was about health and happiness. So health meaning um, I love plants. I did my research on plants, and now I sell tea. And it is related. I'm not necessarily studying it under microscope, but um, carrying that spirit forward is still there. And then the happiness part of it is, um, you know, this cafe this tea bar that i'm creating is my dream cafe you know this is the spot that i want to hang out at, and this is what makes me happy and it's designed to make me happy we have a lot of you know copper panel accents uh colorful walls uh there soon will be a ton of plants in here just like our michigan shop so it's it's uh it's yeah it's uh i don't know if there's a specific moment but um It was always about, you know, being healthy, studying why to be, how to be healthy and finding happiness in it.
0: I saw that you are looking for investors in the business and specifically the word that I saw was micro investors. Can you tell me about like what that is and what you're looking
1: for? So we have launched a micro investor campaign through a platform called Mainvest. It essentially is a modified uh, loan program where, you know, if you invest $100, you're paid back a multiple of 1.4 times. So you would be paid back $140 over the course of five years on a quarterly basis. We launched this program because we're hoping to, that it's successful open the gateway for us to open more and more stores you know, it's, uh, everyone loves a community cafe. And my grand vision is that, you know, all future stores would be crowdfunded by the neighborhoods that they're, that they're located in. Oh,
0: that sounds great. Now, if um, somebody wants to invest or micro invest, what would they do?
1: Um, they can visit our website or Instagram. We have links, um, on there and links to our main uh, crowdfunding campaign, or you can visit mainvest.com and search Chicago and, I believe there's a few other other, uh, business opportunities on there as well.
0: What can we expect in Andersonville with your new space?
1: You can expect a late night cafe that has over 100 different teas, hot tea, iced tea, tea lattes, kombucha on tap, bubble tea, uh, very light, uh, light snacks, and a stage in the back.
0: Ooh, yeah. a stage. And what could we expect on the stage?
1: So on the stage, we're planning to have drag bingo. Uh, there'll be DJs on Sunday. They're going to be playing lounge-style music. And then we are trying to puzzle in um, some acoustic music uh, musicians as well.
0: Now, is this going to be brightly lit or darkly lit?
1: It's not going to be like a nightclub, not in any sense. But, uh, you know, the more slower uh, entertainment activities. So, yeah, acoustic music, lounge music... Uh drag bingo's definitely will be a few times a month.
0: Is this a place that someone could come solo and maybe expect to meet people? Is that the dynamic that you're expecting?
1: I think you hit it right on the head. Um that is the the that is one of our goals is that if you did come solo, I think you would find other people who are like-minded or who want to want to talk to you via you know, our programming that we're having, the entertainment or Uh, just that you know the cafe layout
0: wonderful and your hours are you said the 10 a.m plus crowd does this mean are you not open early morning
1: we are not open early morning we are tea people (laughs) we sleep in
0: (laughs) Eli thank you so much for meeting me here in your space
1: thank you for having me and um, if anyone out there wants to reach out look us up online our website is www.elitbar.com
0: My name is Ricky McEachran, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast.